to a Satisfied Mind podcast and welcome to another episode. This one is a fascinating conversation with Dixon Patton. Dixon is founder and director at Baylor Creative. He's an experienced graphic designer and practicing artist with several family members who have influenced him and handed down knowledge of traditional art practices and stories. In this conversation, we cover plenty of ground and we go deep. One of the themes that ran through this conversation was connection. Dixon shares what connection means for him, uh, how this translates to his work, to his art and the way in which he works with clients. And we talk about his process and how important, how essential it is to take time to allow space for art to be expressed. We talk about what it means to connect to self, to others, to country. And we talk about some of the challenges around identity he experienced growing up and how that has influenced his work and the work he's doing now um, with young emerging artists and how we can support more Aboriginal-owned businesses. And towards the end of this conversation, Dixon shares some lessons learned through loss and the grieving process. Dixon Patton is a proud Yorta Yorta and Gunai man. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land I was on uh, when recording this conversation, the Nanduwul and Gudingbara people of the Munjimbal speaking clans of the Bunjalung Nation. I pay respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, past, present and emerging. This conversation had a huge impact on me and has changed how I think about work and how we do it, especially when it comes to how we spend time. Please make some time and space for this conversation. It deserves it. It is an absolute pleasure to introduce you to Dixon Patton. Dixon, it's so good to have a uh, finally sit down and have a chance to have a catch up with you, mate. Thanks for thanks for making the time and joining me. No, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Was, correct me if I'm wrong. I reckon it was it must have been three, maybe four years ago um, that we that we first met uh, at an event um, uh, in, in Melbourne, and um, and you were talking about the work that you do, and I was just completely fascinated by that. Um, was it three, four years ago? Can you remember? Probably about three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was such a such a great event, and um, and since then we've we've stayed in touch. Um, mainly via Instagram and, you know, sort of a few comments here and there about the work that I'm doing and the work that you're doing. And there's always been a really, just something that's really fascinated me about, um, about the work that you do. And, and for a long time, I've had um, an intention to have a conversation with you and learn more about uh, what it is that you do. So I'm fine. I'm glad we finally get a chance uh, to, to do that now. Yeah, me too, mate. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do? Um, uh, I won't sort of preface it. Um, I'll certainly encourage people to, you know, we'll provide some links later on for people yeah, yeah. to go and check it out. But, um, yeah. yeah, can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do, the art that you create? Yeah, so uh, I'll give a bit of history, I guess. Um, so my kind of, like, uh, career's always been uh, within the arts. Um, so I started working as a uh, an assistant curator Um uh, in a gallery in Melbourne and that was working with, you know, like uh, a lot of First Nations artists from mainly across Victoria but uh, also across uh, the nation. Um, and so, you know, uh, 
growing up, my, my mum and my grandmother and a lot of family members were in, into the arts and there was always like, you know, some form of craft going on around me, you know, and a lot of that, you know, stems from, you know, uh, cultural traditions, uh, you know, being from an Aboriginal background. Um, you know, there's always like, you know, my uncle's always making, um, you know, clapsticks and boomerangs and spears and Arnie's always weaving or my mum learnt to weave. Um, so I've just always been fascinated by kind of like the arts, Um and so, you know, leaving, leaving school, um, an opportunity came to work in the gallery. Uh, I worked there for a number of years, worked in, in kind of like uh, Aboriginal education as well. Um, and then I kind of like shifted, uh, I, I found an interest in, in uh, digital art, so graphic design, um, and then kind of like just kind of uh, had the opportunity to, you know, design invitations and design kind of newsletters. And I'm like, oh, I really, I really enjoy doing this. Um, then it shifted from, you know, like I used to paint a lot um, and draw a lot. Like uh, I, I'd look at when I was younger, I used to have like the Tarzos from chip packets and I used to like look at look at the Tarzos and then I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like draw them like to bigger scale to like A3 or A4. So it's kind of like something that I've always done, you know, since I was young, um, sitting around the table with my grandmother and my mother, uh, watching them paint and draw. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of like, uh, once I found interest in the, the digital space, it, I, I kind of like one, done one job and then uh, my first kind of like uh, commercial job um, doing arts was for Melbourne Storm uh, Rugby League Club uh, for their rap plan. And then, yeah, I, once I, I did that, it kind of snowballed. People saw that and were like, oh, you know, I want you to come design this. And then it moved from designing, you know, like uh, posters to uh, like uniforms, basketball uniforms, and then from there, um, you know, like I've designed uh, a tram. I'm in the middle of designing a train for V-Line, um, you know, branding, uh, you know, a lot of corporate spaces, uh, doing a lot of murals for hospitals, just things like that, yeah. Oh, man, that's um, from, you know, just thinking in terms of scale from like a Tarzo to a, to a train. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish we could um, show people what your art, you know what some of your art looks like because it's I mean, obviously it's a visual medium um there's a lot more there's a lot of story you know telling that goes on in that but um i'd love to hear about you about the process um yeah when someone comes to you with a you know with a with a commission or, or a request for um for for a logo or or some branding how do you how do you approach that and what's the process like for you um, I, th I think it's just about like being clear in your communication and, and and getting on the same page. Like I think you know some engagements, sometimes the client really has no idea um, what they're seeking. They just they kind of know what they like and what they don't like. And so sometimes they're a bit trickier because uh, you know I could do a million things and none of them will align or resonate with them. Um, but sometimes people are really clear about what they want. Um, you know, and that for me, in a sense of like you know. Um, what represents them as as, as a as a uh, organization um, kind of target audience that they're trying to reach? Um, all those kinds of things help, but I I guess for me, like I work a lot in the indigenous space. A, a lot of it really, um, you know, relates directly to me as a as a as a person, an Aboriginal person. Um, so you know, I do a lot of stuff for you know health organizations or youth organizations or kind of social justice orgs as well. Um, you know, and and they're kind of things that I've I've had had lived experience with so you know I, I i always find some kind of synergy and connection um and that that to me is really important in my engagements as well like if i'm really not you know 
in alignment with it or not vibing it or feel like it's it's something that's not really of interest. Um, you know, I've kind of walked away from jobs for that reason. Just, you know, not not for uh, fear of wanting to do it, but just that I just felt like I wasn't the right person for the job. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's 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 kind of one part of it, you know, but but it really is just sitting back, having a yarn, like the way we do in community, you know, everything's just about talking and conversation. You know, we didn't have a written language. Everything was about sitting down, listening to your elders, um, you know, give you that knowledge and kind of just kind of like having that conversation and then it's just that kind of like feedback from each other and feeding off each other's energy. Um, that's a really big thing for me. You know, my preference would be would be to, um, and it's kind of sucks in this um, climate, is that I, I want to be in front of people and, and, you know, sit with them and talk to them and, and just kind of feel that energy. Mm. Yeah, that's um, something that it, it's certainly a challenge um, when we're doing, I mean, obviously the ideal if we could sit down and, and have a you know, have a conversation in person and and uh and and share share your story in that way i wonder how much uh, like what how much of how much of your environment you know growing up you talked about um talked about your mom and i know your nana's a big a huge influence in your life um yeah, uh, at the moment and, and and has been um what was life growing up like uh, for you, and and how much do you feel that um, that uh, that experience of, of storytelling and 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 you know sharing um, it translates you know to how you do your work now? Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, I grew up um, kind of in between mum and dad's uh, you know households. Um, mum and dad split up when I was very young, uh, two years old, and then. Mum went on to have um, other kids and so did my dad. So for me, it was always kind of like, um, I don't know, walking kind of with all, all these different caps on, you know, and, and and my life was really like when I was younger, like really um, compartmentalised. So, you know, like I would never take, you know, things from dad's household into mum's, vice versa. So kind of I felt like, you know, any time I experienced, people only got kind of like little glimpses of, of the full me, you know. That was something that kind of like I struggled with really young um just because you know my, my mum's um part of stolen generation and you know like uh you know connecting with family later on in life and um you know there was some kind of like issues she had a breakdown um uh when i was in in high school in year eight and just yeah just a lot a lot of experiences kind of stem from kind of historical factors um you know like we've got family that uh you know had you know incarceration problems and, and and drug use and um but but on the flip side of that too you know we come from you know i come from resilient families as well so we've had families that have started you know organizations that have you know been around for like 30 plus years now so that have service community you know so but it was all kind of driven from that need to um want better and do better um because of the historical stuff you know i won't go into it too much but i just they're the kinds of things that have always kind of been my drivers um is you know i've always been kind of like had exposure to you know the good side of life and the bad side of life and it was kind of like that thing of like well and i'm privileged with that i've got choice for good pathways but easily too like those kind of like uh not so good pathways were you know in front of me as well and it was a lot a lot of times you know picking and choosing well which way do i go yeah when you you mentioned um you know those sort of that compartmentalize or compartmentalizing you know your 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 identity um sort of growing up 
Yeah. Was there a th- was there a thread um, that has been consistent for you in terms of under- or, or a connection um, that you have it, that helps you understand who you are, or, or or is that something you know you really struggled with earlier on, and maybe it's something that you found um, later on in life? I didn't really pay attention to it. Uh, you know, you just kind of like when you're young, you just um, you distract yourself with you know like all the things that you're interested in as a kid sports, TV, uh, friendships, all that stuff. But it wasn't until my kind of teenage years that, uh, you know, I kind of um, was getting to understand myself a lot. Like I'm an Aboriginal person walking, you know, I was wearing cap, different caps within my own families, but then it's, there's also that kind of like notion of being an Aboriginal person in, in a Western world as well. So it was always kind of wearing those kinds of um different hats uh, in different spaces as well. So, you know, being in school, um, you know, like there were many instances where, okay, you're in history class and uh, you talk a lot about Australian culture and, you know, this is like this little like 0.5% of it is Aboriginal culture. But when the question would come up, you know, everyone would turn and look at you, you know, like as if you were the expert on it and, you know, um, Things like that, that yeah, but also too, you know, there were things that were incorrect about that, and you kind of pick and choose your, your battles because it was like, well, I'm going to challenge that, but at the same time, I don't want the attention that comes with that as well. Um, but you know, unfortunately too, you know, for a lot of minorities, um, you know, it's a kind of like you've always got this kind of like burden that you represent everybody. Um, you know, I grew up both in the city in Melbourne and also in the country. Um, and you know, like in in the in the city, you can kind of like blend in, I guess, um, with other you know, because other nationalities are there. You can kind of like fade into the background. But you know, in in rural areas, it's like either black or white, and so it's really kind of like obvious. Uh, you know, the, a lot of the tensions, um, I guess, um, in you know rural society. But uh, I, I think, yeah, kind of like there's always been this kind of like. You know, you walk into a a, a supermarket or, or um, you know, you get on a train, and so you, you kind of you're always assessing situations. Like, you know, you're always assessing threats, and you're also assessing, you know, are there allies that are, are there in case an incident happens. So, I didn't realize until kind of like uh, my teenage years how much um, my Aboriginality or, or my identity played in kind of my uh, anxieties and 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 how I kind of were were aligning myself or acting in certain situations, you know, like I always thought that I was being the most genuine version of myself, but I found out later that kind of I wasn't, you know, because because of those circumstances. Um, and I, I'm only, you know, kind of still working on that now, you know. Sometimes I, I, I walk in spaces and I've got to like kind of like learn to like stop, breathe and pause and just, you know, um, realise that what I'm thinking may not be what what, it, what other people are thinking, you know. But at the same time, too, I've, I've had, you know, a lot of experiences where um, there have been issues caused for me, you know, nothing nothing that I've done uh, just for the fact that I was an Aboriginal person. Where do you, where do you feel most, um, where do you feel most comfortable? Where do you feel most, most safe and, and connected? Is it, is it a place or is it, is it amongst particular people? Where do you, where, where's, to, where's home for you? It used to be my bedroom, away from everyone. Um but you know, I, I realized that wasn't wasn't a healthy thing. You know, like when I first started out, um, once I left uh, the gallery and I was I started this as a sole trader, um, 
you know, there's also this kind of like, um, like I said, that kind of like burden that you have that you represent everybody. But within our um, cultures too, like a lot of work that I do, I've got a lot of considerations. So there's, you know, there's there's a lot of cultural factors that I've got to consider when I'm doing my engagements. Is it a woman's uh area of expertise is it an eldest thing is it you know am i being inclusive of different mobs like obviously there's a history of displacement you know from from different communities living in other communities um you know am i being representative of traditional owners but also people that live there um you know am, am i being considerate of um you know do i have enough experience in that do i have enough knowledge cultural knowledge to be telling that story so there's this always this kind of like um you know, kind of like pressure that you have. Um, but the, the flip side of that is, you know, like I've grown up, um, my, my safe place probably is my culture as well. So that's what I was alluding to is, is to say that, you know, I, I'm lucky that I've always had access to country and uh, even though mum was part of Stolen Gen, you know, like later on in life, like she, she made sure we knew who our mobs were, uh, where we come from, who our families are, uh, you know, hearing all the stories of, of, you know, your grandmother's experiences and, um, you know, your great-grandmothers and, and but also, the, you know, the cultural kind of like um, values that, that, that I love um, about Aboriginal culture. You know, it's always kind of like family first and community first and it's looking after your environment. And so they're all the things that, you know, like, um, like I started looking at, well, you know, I, there was a period in my life where I, I felt like being Aboriginal was a burden, but then, I'm like, no, like, you know, as I started kind of like getting to know myself and kind of questioning those things about myself and why I think that way, um, they're things that were given to me. They're, they're not things that I kind of just woke up and decided to think. Um, but then I started like kind of like, you know, deciphering, well, you know, what does it mean for me personally? And so, but but also too, well, what are the, you know, positives for, for, for who I am? And so, you know, part of like when we met during that conference, you know, like it was about how culture informs our business and my business. Um and so, you know, but, but there, there was a there was a task that you guys must have done on the first day. So we only come on the second day, and there were three things on there that we were presenting on. It, it, and, and the task was where uh, all the other businesses wanted to get to, but that we already had. And so that really kind of like my cousin Jira, who I'd done the um, presentation with, looked nudged me and said, "Look on that board," and it was exactly like what we were speaking about. It was where these other businesses wanted to get to. We already had as a, as a backing and, and a foundation for who we are as a people, not just as a business. Um, and that was really kind of like, um, you know, a kind of an aha moment. Like, you know, like uh, we get that from from our culture, from our cultural heritage, and we get that from from how we kind of operate as a people. Um, you know, in looking after people and, and being genuine in our relationships and having a yarn and and and. and you know, kind of getting rid of all the weasel words and, 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 and marketing and just kind of getting back to, like, basics and kind of connecting with people on that kind of, like, human and spiritual level. Um, so, so, so they're the things that kind of, that's my safe space, is culture. That's so fascinating. You, you just, you know, you mentioned getting back to some of the the, the basics, like, um, you know, connection and, and culture and, 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 you know, spiritual connection. And sadly, in the kind of corporate cultures, you know, which I've worked and, 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 and continue to work whilst those, um, whilst those elements are, are simple, they're, they're not easy because we don't have that, um, that history of, of, of working in that way or valuing connection, valuing community truly, um, you know, as, as a fundamental 
um, you know, value. And so uh, I, I remember you talking and and the thing that really struck me um, both, you know, from yours and, and Jira's presentation was, was connection was, it, it was, it is fundamental. It's not some, it's not an outcome uh, of, of a set of initiatives or tactics or strategies. It, you know, it, it's something that is, that is that drives everything else yeah. is a connection connection to to place connection to each other connection to self uh and rather than that be the thing we're working towards the thing that you know kind of governs how we do everything else and so i'm not surprised to hear you sort of say you know um, say that uh, this is what companies were or and are working towards um but for you it's uh it's you know it's a fundamental starting point and, and yeah, i wonder absolutely. yeah is that something that you um, you are able to help? I mean, because you, you work a lot with with corporate clients, um, you know, is that something you're able to help um, communicate or help them understand uh, through through the work that you do? How valuable and and essential um, the you know connection is and community is? Yeah, I think I think when I first started doing. Uh, those types of engagements, you know, it was always like I'm going to go in and make sure that, you know, they're understanding, um, you know, my kind of needs as an Aboriginal person, you know, what kind of supports I need, um, what kind of considerations I have to have when, you know, working with community. But then but then it was kind of like, um, you know, I, I didn't want to be like uh, this kind of us versus them kind of mentality as well. I didn't want to be like, well, we're over here, you're over there, and for us to work with you, you need to do X, Y, Z. Um it was more just about kind of like just I, I had to like even then pull, pull it back, you know, to another layer behind kind of culture and Aboriginality was in just like a, being a human um, and just trying to find kind of the commonalities there first. Um, and then kind of like the 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 cultural kind of like values and, and form, forms the foundation of, of, of everything else. So like if, if there's going to be a program, for example, working with, with youth, it's then, well, this is how we work with Aboriginal people and this is how... These are types of considerations that we, you know, the do's and don't do's um, in our community as well. It, it's, um, you know, in, in our in, in approval processes, you know, we have to make sure that we involve elders because they're they're the knowledge keepers and they're the ones that, are, you know, um, are gatekeepers to culture. And so uh, that that's a must, you know. But but I found myself, I found that a bit kind of like I, I was really eager in the beginning, but I I got really tired really quickly because. Same thing as I said before, it was that kind of like that burden of having all this kind of like representing everybody, you know, and um, and obviously, you know, especially when people haven't worked with Aboriginal people before, um, it's kind of like they're going to look for you for for every type of, um, you know, uh, kind of like uh, approval um, as well. And for, for me, I found myself like having to kind of like pull back a bit and be like, I'm, I'm giving a lot of myself to these engagements um, and I'm not being... Um, engaged for that um, I'm, I'm being engaged as a storyteller but I found myself being a lot a whole lot more to the process uh, one that I wasn't being paid for but two that it was really taxing uh, spiritually um, so then then it was you know it was about well you know um, I'm not the consultant for that I'm, I'm the storyteller um, so I, I come in at the end but prior to that you need to have you know people that are consultants that, that specialize in that area that that can make you understand uh, they can t- give you kind of co- cross-cultural training um, and guidance, um, but also, you know, give you a, a kind of a glimpse into how we work in community. Um, so, yeah, so it, it, it then kind of like I had to kind of stop and think about, well, you know, 
and be clear about well, when I go into these engagements, what is my role? So my role isn't to be all to them as an Aboriginal person. It's it's you're engaging me as a storyteller, as an as an artist. Um, so you know that 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 to me is my expertise, and and that's where I feel like I can add most value as well. Because you know, like even within our cultures, like there's over you know um, 350 different nations, and, and we're going to have different kind of opinions and 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 are at different levels of kind of connection to the Western world and. But also connection to culture, and, and and like I said before, that, that we've got different protocols, and in some communities it's matriarchal, some are patriarchal. So the women speak for everybody, but in others it's men. So you know everyone's going to have a different experience in different communities as well. So I just want to kind of make that clear to people that 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 are going to work with Aboriginal people that uh, it's it's not kind of like a one shoe fits all. You know you're going to have uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to go and learn different things about different communities um, each time you engage with a new community. Yeah, and no, I think that's I think that's part of the essential process, at the, the learning and the taking the time. You, yeah. you talk a lot about um, and you've referenced, um, you know, r- respect for, um, for for history and, 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 and places. And is it, would it work like this, let's say, because um, you're, you know, 100%, um, owned uh, Aboriginal, hundred percent Aboriginal owned business, and yeah. you know, your work um, is established with the intention of providing a you know, platform to bring Indigenous culture, art, and stories um, to, to the fore. But there's, as you say, there's there's so much more to that process um, for a for an organisation that would want to you know tell their um, tell some of their story uh, and, and engage you. Would it be? Um, would it be a process of them understanding the the place uh, where the business is situated and, and the context in which they're wanting to tell their their story and engaging with the uh, the local community to understand what those protocols uh, and, and appropriate channels for, um, for for telling stories are before they come to to engage with you. And would you then engage with the local community as well to understand um, what's appropriate in that context? Um, there's a because there's a lot to uh, lot to take into into consideration. And as, as you say, it's not your responsibility to do that. Yeah. Um, you will do you do so out of you know out of um, out of respect for for, for, your, for your process. But there's a lot for um, for businesses uh, or your client to to do as well. So. How, how, how might that look uh, for somebody who's wanting to tell their story through uh, through your art? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, every engagement is going to be different um, so, and everyone's at kind of different levels. So for some for some people, you know, they've, they've gone through this process, you know, numerous times. Others, it's the first time. Um, for me, it's just about, like, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Um, you know, uh, with, like, anything, you know, you kind of got, you got that hesitancy and you're going to um, kind of be cautious about, any engagement, you know, whether it's a cultural thing or not. Um, but sometimes, you know, for fear of making a mistake, things become a bit stagnant as well. So um, they don't make, end up making decisions because they're just too afraid to muck up, I guess. Um, but my thing is, you know, like like even, you know, even in our own communities, like like I'm going to go into another community in the way that I, I, I have, I've got the cultural backing from my elders, but I might go in, into someone else's and, and, and they do it completely different. And, I, you know, there might be a time where I could offend them or something. But, you know, it's it's for me to just kind of like hear that and listen, hear, hear them out and, and hear what they have to say and then kind of like um, 
you know, then I'll make a decision, well, does that align for me or is that something I want to be involved in or, you know. Um, but, like, I, I, I would say that I, a part of my business, like, I can consult and, 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 and work with communities, which, you know, there's two engagements now that are kind of out of Victoria. Um, and so working with different, two different communities, you know, I've had to kind of engage the local elders from them and do a presentation and say, hey, my preference would be, um, you know, if I had the time to, to, to engage a local artist. But then it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's identifying who, who the appropriate person is. And then it's, it's like seeing if they have the skills to transfer to a digital medium. You know, so it's just more of a drawn-out process. And ideally, in an ideal world, I would, I would love nothing more than to do that. Um, but there are some instances where it's like, well, you know, you might not have the, the, the people with the knowledge to do that. So, and there's only like a... T- it's a time-sensitive thing, so if we don't do it, there's not going to be any representation at all. So it's either I do it, um, or you know, we're not going to be represented as a people. So you know, th- there's always those considerations. Um, but but I always try to explain that. Like I had a Zoom meeting earlier and explained that to the client, and they were more than satisfied with that and saying, you know, well, you know, our preference would be that as well. But you're doing the right thing. So you know, th- then there's always a kind of like a um, you know, especially if I'm doing engagements that are representing. Like sometimes I'm engaged with just like clan-based um art so you know just from like kind of like local area and local tribes which you know i only have to go to my grandmother because she's a she's a senior elder and i can get that approval but other times too that you know if i'm representing kind of like a broad area broader area like melbourne um who have traditional owners that are from there but also a lot of people that aren't from there you know i've got to consider well um obviously following protocol but i want to make sure that i'm not just kind of like leaving other people out as well um, but within that, I'm, I'm not even just talking about Aboriginal people. Like anytime I do work, uh, I work a lot in the reconciliation space. A lot of the work that I do, you know, I want to make sure that non-Aboriginal people feel ownership of that work as well and that that I'm inclusive, that, that, that the story is, in, is including them. It's not just about, you know, the ancient people. It's about saying it's, it's, it's honouring them. They've given us the, the kind of like the guidance and the values and, and, and the pathway, but it's also the people that are here now, people with different experiences as, as Aboriginal people, but also non-Aboriginal people. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've been lucky. I've, I've been able to travel to a lot of countries and, and just seeing how different um, countries, you know, like especially New Zealand, for example, you get off and the first thing you see is, you know, Maori language and, and, you know, it's, it's everywhere, you know, and, and um New Zealand people in general kind of really embrace a lot of them, you know, no language. But but I, I guess it's harder here because there are so many languages. Um, but that's why it's it's important to get to know like where you are. If if, if you're a client that only serves a, a town or a municipality or a city, it's important for, for you to understand who your target audience is, who your local community is, um, and 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 really taking the time to do that, you know, setting aside time, but but also just inviting people in, you know. Um, it's important to not make decisions on behalf of people, but you have to include people. Um, so that's a really, really big thing for us. Is is, is you know that, that was one of the themes as well in our, my presentation when we met was was about protocol. Um, so you know if, if you do all those things, you kind of you really can't mess it up. You know it's about taking that that journey together um, at, for Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people um, because there's a lot of spaces that are really new to to everybody. You know so. Uh, it's about just keeping that, that communication open and connecting. Uh, thank you for um, thank you for sharing that and for and for reminding reminding me and and for anyone else who's listening um, how how important that is. It feels like it's such a um, 
time, you know, it takes time. And mm. the way in which, you know, a lot of companies and businesses work, you know, time is just such a such a commodity that um, is we, we try and jam so much into it. Yeah. Instead of going, well, hang on, what are we doing and what could we be doing differently if we took the time to understand more about what people actually need uh, and, 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 and meeting those needs. And um, that's one of the things I love about um, having conversations like this is we put aside time just to really, to, to communicate. I know that your, you know, the, the values um, of your business, uh, you know, respect and, and sharing and, and, and listening uh, and, and connection. I feel like that's something that, uh, we don't do uh, enough of, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's a, it's an incredible lesson that um, I, I had the the privilege of of learning last year um, uh, when I was up in um, uh, up in the Northern Territory and uh, on country with 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 an elder um, up there and invited onto onto country. And, you know, we didn't do a lot of talking um, as a as a group. Um, we did a lot of listening and just a lot of being in the place and the lessons I learned just from that space was um, that in that space and that place and the time um, just to be present there was, um, was incredible. And we just don't take the time uh, enough. That's, that's probably my biggest challenge in what I do is, you know, like uh, before, like I said about wearing those two caps is, you know, yes, I chose to, you know, to run a business and I chose to work with, with, with people that are, are on kind of time constraints. But at the same time, it, it's kind of like um, trying to find that balance of following my protocol, but also being respectful to obviously, you know, the, the client's timelines. Um, but some things just really don't don't align. Like like if, if there is an elder that needs to approve it and sometimes they've got things going on or they're not available, you know, it, it's, but, but they've got two days to approve it a document or an art, you know, artwork, it's, it's not going to happen, you know, like, um, and it kind of really defeats the purpose of, 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 um, you know, servicing the Aboriginal community, because if you're not going to follow protocol, um, to begin with, then you kind of, you shouldn't be working in that space. Um, or you're not ready for that, for that just yet. Um, you know, so, so there are things that I kind of, I'm constantly challenged with is, is that like, I always let people know, Hey, like, you know, uh, the value of, of, and the outcome is going to be, you know, I hope so, a, a really great one um, for the most part. But sometimes, you know, I, I might need more time to go sit on country or sit in a space. Like any time anytime that I'm engaged and I can, I'll actually travel to the country so um, and, and sit there and kind of get a feel for community and, and, and meet local, local mob um, as well that, you know, just out of respect. But also that, you know, just to make sure that I'm being genuine um, as a storyteller, you know, like when I first started out, it was about, you know, I was excited. Like I was young. It was about, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting my artwork on a tram and it's going to be seen at a, at a sports stadium and so many people are going to get to see my name, you know. Um, but as I've gotten older and, and more experienced, it, it, you know, it's it's that's not really important to me anymore. You know, it, it served its purpose at the time because it helped build a platform. But now it's about, you know, it's about me as a storyteller and how I represent, um, you know, Aboriginal culture, but how I can also take people on a journey, you know. That's, that's kind of like the really fun thing about what I do is, is, is get to, um, you know, take someone's vision or, or, or someone's, um, you know, goals and then how do I turn that into a story but also something that, that people can, you know, refer back to like, 
they can look at that and that gives them kind of them a kind of guidance as well or just you know like if they bring out a, a document with a set of actions like you know that's kind of boring but then you know i get to make it a bit fun um you know with making it look look beautiful i guess um but also within that too it's not just about that it's about the energy that i put into that but also my nan made a statement a little while back she's like oh um i love doing art because it, it gives me energy back. I give it a lot of energy, but it, it gives me the, the equal energy back that I need. So it's a tiring process, but I get re-energised by looking at it. And so I, I hope that any engagement that I do, people feel the same way. And for the most part, a lot of the feedback that I that I get is is just that, you know, is that people really feel connected to it. And I really kind of, um, you know, ensure that when I'm doing work that there's kind of, you know, multiple meanings um, and that it's inclusive of, you know, like I said, of everybody. And so, you know, um, I, I'm lucky too that um, the work kind of speaks for itself. So I don't really have to um, market myself like online or in, 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 in the digital space, I guess, when people see that they there's already kind of like this ripple effect and, and it's seen by so many eyes and then and then people have gone oh you know have you seen kind of dixon's work but like I, i'm my business is kind of i'm at that kind of point now where i'm shifting from it being about dixon being more about okay well then how can i use this platform to help other artists how can i i've started to have engagements now where i'm, I'm engaging you know uh i had an engagement with uh something that was kind of like for aimed at like uh newborn babies and so okay i, I need to get a mother or a young father. Um, so I found the appropriate person. And so for me, it was just about guiding them through that process because, it, you know, they've got a full-time job, but um, they absolutely had the skills and the know-how of, of, of um, how to tell that story better than I could because I'm not a father, you know. So it's about now Bayala being a platform for for other Aboriginal people as well, other Aboriginal artists and storytellers. And in, in many mediums, not just uh, artwork, you know, like I've... I've um, designed a document that had uh, Aboriginal photographers that that lived on country because it was country-based um, learning. So um, even though I'm from there, I haven't lived on country. For me, it was about finding someone that was local and someone that knew the landscape better than I did, you know. So um, that, that's really been really kind of like um, humbling and, and uh, you know, I, I felt like, uh, I don't know, kind of really proud that that, I'm able to create that space for for other people as well. So, you know, and, and I'd like to know that um, that my legacy wasn't just about me putting my name on everything. It was about uh, letting other Aboriginal people and non-Aboriginal people to say, hey, I can do that, you know. I have the permission to do that because you've done that before me. So that's a real big driver into what I do. The, um, you meant oh, your art just, you know, as you're talking about the process and, and, and the fact that it gives you and, and your, and your Nana, you know, back. So it's just as much, if not more than what you put in it. Something that comes to mind, um, when I look at your work is that, um, it is, it's not just telling a story, but it feels timeless. There are so many aspects to um, to, to the art that you create, and and there are a number of ways in which you can sort of interpret it. But it feels it feels timeless in as much as it's not, you know, it's it's not finite. Whereby, you know, it was create created for a brief, you know, you know, within a period of time, and there was a number of dot points that you know needed to be met, and and it is what it is. Um, 
I'm just really fascinated by the by the process and the time you put into it, the time you invest in connecting to create something that it, it's really obvious that it in and I don't know how to explain this, but and I'm I, I'm only reflecting on this as you share your process, but it's quite obvious to tell that the outcome feels really expansive and it feels really timeless and it. Um, and it's almost non-specific, um, but there's something incredibly powerful about that, um, which I think, you know, from what you're saying too, is is perhaps only possible when you when you invest the energy, the intention, the time into it, and allow for it to be what it is, almost yeah. as opposed to, you know, obviously there's a brief that you're working towards and there's an intention for it, but it's almost like letting it be what it what it needs to be and you're very much uh you know a part of that process but perhaps less less driving it and more sort of being a channel for that is does that does that kind of make any sense does that is that relate no, absolutely. to the process like, like, yeah but that's something that i've had to kind of like um i've had to hone that skill like so my problem i think when i first started was like i'm like i don't know when to stop because i don't know how much is enough um but i was I was looking for that kind of externally. So I was looking for people to give me that feedback. But, you know, like anything is subjective. So someone could say that's not enough and someone could say that's way too much. So it was about, well, you know, trusting myself and trusting that, you know, people have put their trust in me to, um, you know, deliver this kind of like outcome um, and, and, and trusted me with that story um, and how I interpret that. You know, it's about me trusting trusting myself and for for a little while there, I kind of I kind of lost that confidence. Um, you know, especially when I stepped into the corporate space, it was easier in the Aboriginal community because, you know, like there was less pressure. Um, but because, but also you had the backing, like you had that kind of like cultural safety where, where you know. But then at the same time, I kind, I kind of that's easy because I, you know, and I wasn't growing, so I wasn't being challenged. So it was when I stepped into the corporate world, it was it was you know all those anxieties, anxieties that I had was like you know. Do I long in this space? Um, will people see my kind of like inexperience? Um, will they, um, you know, being a younger person, but also, you know, like uh, being someone that that's a first time, uh, first generation business owner, you know, and then and, and so, you know, it was like sometimes, you know, I'll speak very openly that sometimes my, my client engagements were very kind of like very drawn out. So, yes, I was talking earlier about, um, you know, that, 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 that making sure that there was that alignment and, and, and respect for, you know, cultural sensitivism and, and, and the way that we work in, t- in terms of time. But there were things that, you know, me personally, I kind of held up because, um, you know, it was about not trusting myself and, and, and creating all those problems in my head that, that didn't exist, you know, um, that, that people weren't necessarily thinking or saying, but I, I thought they were. So it was about me kind of like saying, hey, trust yourself, back yourself, and you have the backing because you've got the experience and you've got the cultural knowledge. Um, and if anyone has an issue, it's only a conversation, you know. But also at the same time, you know, yes, you've got the corporate world um, that I'm stepping into, but you're dealing with people. They're only people, you know. So it was really kind of like just simplifying things and getting back to basics and, and understanding. And, and once I kind of like, um, you know, practiced that and got into that headspace and the way that I approach people, I just become more confident and, and more um, trusting in, in the outcome. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, this 
it's you know imposter syndrome that um that that we that we all have thinking that um everybody else knows more than than what we do and we don't belong and um what are some you know how has that changed um changed you you know what have you learned about yourself um, as a result of of um you know those experiences and, and the confidence that you've you've gained is there is that kind of change your identity you know is it kind of solidified it has it um connected you more i'm wondering you know how that um how those experiences have um yeah have have changed you yeah so so growing up you know like uh, a lot of the way that i viewed the world the kind of lens that i looked through was always through like this black and white lens because you know uh like i said the historical fact is racism and the removal and all that kind of stuff and it was just kind of like us first them mentality you know and and not to say that any of my family were kind of like um had any anger towards non-aboriginal people because you know like in our families you said anything wrong about anybody you got backhanded you know regardless of of anything so um there was none of that going on but it was always kind of this thing in the back of your mind like well you knew the history you knew what happened and like i said when you went to the kind of rural areas you could really feel the tension and there was a you know there was kind of like this line invisible line that was drawn and so it was um that was always the lens that i would look through the world yeah at the world through um but then as i got got older like i said you know i've got um uh you know many cousins that are uh other minorities so you know i've got sudanese nieces and i've got you know italian cousins and i've got uh, sri lankan cousins and i've got um you know irish um, stepfather and you know just just you know and then going to school in melbourne too with other cultures it, it, you start to realize you know that that a lot of the problems that we have aren't black and white problems they're just human problems but the the, the, the problems are caused you know through systems and um they're things that that um you know like a, even within non-aboriginal cultures like you know like uh you go to england there's, there's a lot of poverty there you know um and, and it's nothing to do with black and white. It's just to do with class. And so, you know, it, it, it's kind of like just looking at kind of where you fit in, but also what you um, what you make of it too, you know, like um, my grandmother, you know, only went to school uh, to four. Um, she rode home one day, it was like, you know, like 15 kilometres out and she drove home one, uh, rode home one day, threw the bike down and said to her mum, I'm not going to school no more. I'd rather help you, you know, um, bean picking. And so she didn't, she didn't get back to school, but, you know, she was someone that, that went on to um, uh, get a diploma in, in the arts and, and she's travelled the world and she sat on, on, on many boards as a director. Um, she was a, a head of a you know, fire brigade and, you know, she's done, she's lived this kind of like colourful life that's you know, travelled the world. So, you know, it, it's also um, understanding that education comes in, in many forms too. You know, there's a saying that... Uh, a child that's uh, only educated at school is a child that's not educated or something along those lines, you know. So it, it's 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 understanding, you know, it's not just Aboriginal people but people in general, you know, we, we, we've been given this kind of lens through Hollywood and through, you know, Western systems and all that kind of stuff is to say that you have to be a certain way and you have to you have to um, achieve a certain goal and if, you do, if, if you're not, you're less than. And same thing, there's this us versus them. And then I started realizing that none of that, you know, all that's command made, you know, and it's it's how much uh, I allow that to kind of like, um, you know, burden me in my own mind and heart and spirit, you know. And so a lot of my kind of like last few years of my life has been really been untangling all those kind of 
things that have that have been that that I've learned. So I've had to kind of unlearn those things. Um, but learn more about myself is is you know learning that you know well shit I've I've been resilient through all that. Um, you know I'm also a, a gay man, so you know being a black gay man too. It's you know getting to uh, know myself on that level too. What that means, you know, it was something that I never really spoke about. Like I was lucky enough to have you know gay aunties and uncles, and kind of like to me that was normal. So and my family didn't make me feel any uh, different. But I was always mindful when I was younger, like how those things, you know play a role in if I was going out and, you know, um, if I didn't speak about it and people didn't know, how that would then impact that kind of space and influence that space. Um, but I realised too that 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 also comes with how confident you are in yourself, you know, like um, pe- people, I don't know, there's the kind of thing that people fear about confidence. Um, you know, you walk in a space and you own it and, and you own who you are. And it really, it really can just change the dynamic of of everything and how people interact with you. Um, and so, and I realised that you know when I was younger, and I, you know, I used to think those things like you know I was so weak and you know, I was teased a lot, and I was a kid that had a lisp. You know, I had to work through all that, and, and I didn't realise how much all that kind of affected me. You know, until you're an adult and, and you're realising why you get offended at things, or if your partner says something to you like, you know, like why you snappy or why you why you this, and then. You, you know, you don't stop and think until you challenge on it and you're like, oh, I didn't realise I had a problem, you know. So a lot of my kind of journey is really just kind of really getting to know myself. But it's 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 not just through the, eye, the lens of being an Aboriginal person. It's also the lens of just being a person, you know, yeah. Oh, man, thank you for sharing that, you know, that, that experience and and that um, oh, so much in that that's just really fascinating for me i'm curious about this untangling you know you 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 know talked about and i I couldn't agree more with the you know what you said earlier about the education system and 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 it being such a narrow kind of bandwidth of of what it is to learn and how we can learn and i think so much of the systemic um issues and and systemic racism and um the problems that we are having connecting on a human level are, you know, a, a result of some of that really narrow thinking around, you know, what is education and, and how we value, you know, people and, 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 and growth. But the, um, and untangling that, I love that kind of word, you know, as a way of just sort of feels like a big fucking mess. Yeah. W- w- was there a catalyst for that for you? Um, you know, was there, was there something that you're like, yeah, I'm, I can't keep, you know, there's something you know there's something fundamentally wrong with 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 the world but um you know untangling yourself from that and and untangling that which isn't yours that you've you know sort of inherited through um society and conditioning was there a catalyst for that and and what was that process like was something you've focused on or was it something that kind of sort of happened quite naturally i don't think it was any one thing i I think it was just a uh a summary of multiple things and getting to a point in my life where you know like i had um, you know, I was dealing with depression a few years back, um, you know, a, a big kind of, um, I guess, distractor for me, you know, dealing with all those issues was, was you know, sport and, and the arts. And I, I got an injury um, and I wasn't able to play and so I got a bit depressed and um, and then I put on, you know, a lot of weight and, I, you know, I, I was comfort eating and, and, you know, I got up to like 150 kilo, kilos. Um, and it wasn't until I looked in... Um, uh, 
I was playing uh, Just Dance with my best friend and she showed me the video and I kind of looked at the video and I was like, who's that? And she's like, what do you mean? That's you. And I, I didn't I didn't see that when I looked in the mirror. Mm. So it was kind of like that, that, that was really like how did I get to that point? How did I let myself? Um, and, and it's not, it wasn't necessarily the weight because I, I don't care about that. It was, it was more just like I've always been someone that's healthy. To me, it, that was a representation of not being healthy and not just healthy in body but healthy in mind and spirit. And so it, it was like what caused that, you know. And so it, that was the thing that I started to untangle about myself, what, why do I comfort eat and, and what are the things that I have issue with, you know. Is it, is it you know, what are the things in my family, um, you know, that are causing me problems? What are the things in my, you know, external friendships that are causing me problems? And, 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 and then, but then I was looking at, you know, are these things causing me problems or are these things just existing and I, I'm not um, being, you know, like staunch and strong within myself and confident within myself to deal with that, you know, because there's always going to be issues, right? Um, it's just about how we approach them and, and, and changing our mindset. And, and a lot of it is that kind of like that mental health, you know, that mental approach, like, you know, if you say you can, you can, you know. Um, so it was all that. So, so that was the catalyst really was, was, was seeing myself in that way and trying to get to understand how I got to that point. I imagine so much of what your, you know, experience has been um, growing up is something that a lot of other um, Aboriginal and Indigenous kids, um, young people will will really benefit from your experience. Is that something you're keen to do? I know you started out working, you know, in, you know, sort of, you know, you know gallery, gallery curating um, art and, and, uh, and artists, and it sounds like that's something you might be looking to do some more of in the future. Um, is that, is that, Something that you'd like to do is, uh, is spend some more time working, um, you know, with 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 up and coming um, uh, artists and, and uh, Aboriginal business owners too, to 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 support them, maybe mentor them, and, and give them some you know some some guidance from your experience. So I'm, I'm smiling on the inside, uh, on the outside. Um, so I literally had this conversation today. Um, I was literally asked by a company that's a leader in in that space and giving Aboriginal. Um, young entrepreneurs um, kind of like some guidance. Um, you know, when I when I started out, there wasn't really any of that. Like I said, you know, I'm a first-generation business owner and um, especially in the digital space because not a lot of, a lot of um, people that I've got access or had access to. Um, and so obviously other people have found a, um, a need for that or, or, or realised that there was a kind of a gap there. And I was talking to my cousin Jerry the other day about this, you know, and saying that, you know, um, I don't know, I'm getting all these questions, you know, a lot of mob coming to me and asking me questions about, you know, how much should I charge for this? And and, and I don't know how to value my work and I don't know how to value my a license. And, and I'm, I'm realising that a lot of people are seeing me as a leader in that space, but I wasn't seeing myself as that. And so, you know, when I stopped to think about that, I was, you know, I'm like, you know, I have been doing this for a while and I have had a lot of engagements and I've had, a, I've had you know, I've got a lot of experience. So, you know, I'm like, I think I'm ready to take on that that kind of like that role as as, as a leader. Um, and I've always been a kind of like natural leader, like I said, being, um, you know, the older sibling of two families and, uh, you know, helping out a lot with my mom and stuff and, and just kind of like, but, but it was something that was just kind of like natural. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, but at the same time too, I was always like, when I, in my first engagements, I was shying away from, um, you know, launch events and I, I didn't want to be the center of attention. I didn't want to be given speeches, um, as well, because, you know, I just wasn't confident 
in myself. And so only in the last few years I, I've learned to um, to do that, to be able to say that I'm just going to be in that flow and just talk about my experience and, and there's no right or wrong in that. This is my experience and, and there'll be things that people align with and, and, and things that people won't. And But in, in saying that, like, it, it doesn't mean that because they don't align with it that they're not going to learn from that. Um, but equally, you know, like, like within that too, I, I'm I'm learning a lot about myself, you know. Um, so yeah, so so in, you know, going back to that leadership um, thing is 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 yes, I, I'm I'm ready to do that. Like I've ran workshops for for youth in the past, and I, and I was speaking to another client today up up in um, a rural town in, in New South Wales, and saying that you know I want to branch out more, and you know what are the opportunities that are there for for, for mob, and, and you know I'm like, well, if there aren't any, like how can I how can we create something together, you know. Um, and so let's put that on, on on the table and let's talk about that. What that could look like, um, you know. There's there's a there's obviously you know there's not just the the corona pandemic. There's there's the drug pandemic that's happening in in Australia as well. Uh, I dare say globally, but especially in our community. Um, so you know it, it's it's ha- what kind of opportunities are we giving you know young people? Um, and it's probably more pressure now um, than when I was. You know, I'm only 34, but you know like. I didn't have Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff growing up. So there's this kind of like we we're saying before about that kind of like, um, you know, the masks that people wear and what they present themselves on social media is not always reality. But people, you know, young, young people that, that, that are, you know, uh, that see that could think that that's reality and it's not. Um, so it, it's, it's how do we, you know, how do we kind of like break people away from that? It's not to say that you can't do that, but how do we... Um, Create a framework where people feel feel safe to be themselves without having to be someone else. How can you be yourself, and how can you grow within yourself and see these images, but without being a feeling like like you're less than, you know? So a lot of you know the way that that, that we are, operate as Aboriginal people is always about you know, having a cultural foundation. So in anything that I do, not just in work, but how I approach you know, my relationships and, and uh, my engagements and, and, and just how I operate as a person is through that backing of, of, of being genuine to, to my culture and, and, and the foundation for that is respect. Um, it's about, like you said before, deep listening. And part of that, you know, a lot of that is, is listen to yourself and, and listen to other people for advice, you know, like your elders that were there before you. So they're the things that, that, that I feel like no matter what kind of space I walk into, they're the things that I'll take with me. Um, and, and, and that will influence that space. And I've got permission to do that because I've got that cultural backing. Wow. You have per- permission, not, not only permission to do that, but you've earned, you've earned the um, respect through having, having gone through that yourself. Yeah. Um, you, you, you talk and, you know, talk about, talking about leadership, you know, I, work a lot with leaders and talk a lot about leadership and the things that we I actually hate that word to be honest like if I just have to cut that off like I hate that word like I think that's why I kind of like when I was like when I said really take on that role it wasn't necessarily about being a leader it was about um uh I'd rather use the word experience you know like like a leader to me like again is subjective but but also it's this kind of thing notion of like I'm up here and you're down there you know, and, and there's many ways to lead. You know, you can lead from the back. You don't always have to lead from the front. Um, you, you lead by example just by being and and just by giving the energy, you know, like one thing, you know, uh, I guess in all the kind of like 
um, anxieties that I've had about myself, one thing that always been, has always been a constant was that people have always given me feedback about myself was that I give good energy and and it gives and a calming energy. So it gives them kind of like the the permission as well to, to, to be the same way. You know, I don't have to approach that in this way or I don't have to like fall off the handle and, you know, like let that offend me and infect me. It's, you know, I think I've always had that kind of natural disposition. Um, I think that's just, that's just an innate thing, you know, something that's internal. Um, you know, that's one thing that is one of my strengths. And so I think, you know, I've learned that you don't always have to be, you know, I got to a point in my life too where, you know, because of being an older sibling, it was like telling, you know, my siblings what to do. And now that they're all adults, you know, I found myself, especially in the early, you kind of like, you know, in the early 20s, it was like me saying, yeah, don't do that and don't do this. And, you know, I thought that was coming from a cultural thing too, you know, in, in, in saying that, you know, what's my role? I'll go take my role seriously to, to guide guide them. Um, but but it was to the point where, you know, it could have been overbearing. Um, and I learned that about myself too, is that I don't have to be telling people how to be. I can just be an example and it's up to them to make that choice, you know. So, um, you know, and, and I, I used to get offended. Well, you're not listening to me. You know, don't you respect me as a brother or, you know, as, as a son or whatever. And it, it was like, well, no, that's only from my point of view. Like everyone's got a different, different experience even with our, with, with, with our own families, um, you know, where you, where you sit as an older sibling, younger sibling, all that plays, you know, comes into play as well. And, you know, it was just realising that my experience isn't the only one and I'm not the only one with knowledge and wisdom and, and you know, we, we all can learn from each other. You know, we can learn from kids, you know. It's not just about adults, you know. So, yeah, all, all those things, you know, they're, they're things that are kind of constantly in the back of my mind, like, you know, like um, it's more just about I can only control how I am and I can only represent um, through my eyes and hopefully other people can you know feed off that energy but likewise I want to I, I want to go I want to get that from people as well so yeah that that's kind of like um, something that's always kind of like uh, part of my decision making in anything that I do that energy that is interesting and so yeah so much of what you said about um, you know and I'm reluctant to use the term leadership because it's so loaded with, you know, um, with, with, with a, with a structure and a hierarchy and roles. Um, But, you know, leaders, the, the the most influential and effective and impactful leaders are the, are the people that others follow because of, because of the example that they set through how they live their life and their integrity in everything that they do. Absolutely. And often are they, often they're the last people to, even sort of they turn around suddenly there's a whole bunch of people kind of following them because of you know because they're because they're leading the way but they're often the last to realize that they're you know they're leading because that's not what they set out to do they just set out to to to, to live work communicate connect with with integrity and i've re- just really that's something that really comes to mind when when you share about um the work you do and how you do it you mentioned that you want to give good you know energy and 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 that's it's something that I really feel from you, and 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 it's, it reminds me of the intention that goes into your art that your grandmother spoke about as well. Like the more yeah. you put into it, it just comes back to you, you know, over yeah. over time. And um, I think that intention for uh, not just as as a leader, but as a human being, you know, yeah, and and you know, and as a role model, because I know that's something that you take, you know, take seriously a responsibility, the impact that you have on others. That energy that you give um, and your commitment to 
to making that really pure and and true and aligned and and sharing with with respect and and listening you know that's that's got to come back uh, to you and and um, no doubt the people that you're working with whether it be clients or some of the um, some of the young artists or or um, Aboriginal entrepreneurs who are looking at starting their own their own business hopefully um, hopefully they get to experience some of that energy that uh, that comes from you and and, and themselves become you know, conduits to that to share more of that in the world because we, we certainly Absolutely. need it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Jira and I had that conversation earlier today. It was just, you know, she, she she had an experience. So she she um I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but she she was uh, having a driving lesson and um she, the driving instructor started, you know, talking about they got on the topic of Aborig- Aboriginal culture and stuff and then it was, you know, he's someone that's not from this country, but, you know, he's got this kind of like these preconceived ideas that kind of the media and, you know, people that obviously have given him that kind of like way of thinking and he's kind of, he's take, and she said, she goes, I didn't kind of like, I didn't feel like that was coming from his heart because I don't feel like, I don't feel like that was who he was as a person. I just felt like he was taking that on because others were giving that to him. And and so, you know, he just kind of like, and he was trusting of those people. So he just took that as, 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 as you know, as a, a gospel experience um you know and, and she was like you know I'm on, I'm on the highway and like you know i'm like this worst possible time you could bring this up so you know she could have like went irate and you know like pulled over and she was just like no this this doesn't say nothing about who i am because i know i know who i am i know what i do and i know what i represent and i know who my family are and you know she kind of like just kind of like just you know let, let him know casually that you know that that's not 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 cool you know and and um if you don't you know, know any Aboriginal people and you haven't seen that firsthand, then you can't really comment and say anything. Um, yeah, but but she, the way that she kind of like was, so the whole premise of what, the why she told me that story was to say that even though that had happened, she is not ignorant to the fact that a lot of, you know, that happens to a lot of people, um, but it was more that she's created a lifestyle for herself that she's lucky that she doesn't have to see that every day. So, and, and whether that's kind of like, in, you know, physically, because uh, she's in proximity to those types of people or whether it's in the mind, you know, like how you let those things affect you um, and realising that a lot of that says a lot about them, not you. Um, so, you know, and, and, you know, we were saying that she said that some other feedback that she got was that, you know, someone that kind of sees us on social media or, or just out in the community and stuff has said, you know, you and Dixon have really created this kind of like lifestyle for yourself where you're kind of like you can see that peace and um, good energy is really important to you because we see the type of of work that you take on. We see the type of experiences that you put yourself through, you know. And I just realized, you know, through all that, I've realized the, the power of choice. You know that that we can't always, you know, choose obviously what happens to us, but you can always choose how you respond to it. And so that was really a powerful lesson for me: is that you know I, I'm never going to stop the negativity. Um, I can only choose how I respond to that and how how much I let that affect me. So, a lot of that is is about that kind of like finding that peace within your own heart and your own soul. Um, and that, and I'm lucky that my culture has given me that kind of like um, foundation for that. Yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm, I can't believe she had she had to have that conversation during a driving lesson too. <laughs> you know, I hope she, yeah, I hope she um, I, I hope that didn't affect her um, her concentration. I'm sure it did, but uh, that's that's. It's it's a harsh conversation but, to have. But to how amazing for her subject to, let alone during a driving lesson. Yeah, for sure. But how amazing for her to have that reaction was. I don't think that was his heart. You know, it was. 
it was um, just something that that he took on from from someone else, you know, and and that's that part of that energy too, you know. Like I realized too that you know a lot of way like issues that we deal with, it, it isn't necessarily the the, the people, um, you know. It, it's it's the energy, it's it's what they were exposed to, and it's 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 you know a, a lot of it m- might be kind of like generational, you know, something that they didn't choose. It was something that was kind of inflicted upon them. Um, you know, but hopefully, you know, everyone's got to take accountability for their actions, of course. But um, it's when you realise that you get less offended at things, um, not just with racism, but in, anything, you know. Yeah, it it remind it brings me back to the um, the untangling, and I think that there's a few things that are that are necessary in order to bring you to that place where you can have empathy for somebody and not be um, attached to or as influenced um, by, you know, what it is they're saying. And I, I think that comes back to self-awareness, you know, to, to have gone through that that un, untangling experience for, for yourself and doing that hard work um, to identify what's yours and what's not, um, you know, what's, what you've inherited through societal conditioning um, and, 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 and what's true for you, that then gives you, you know, the opportunity to, to, to choose and see um, with empathy what it is that is somebody else's and what's not. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. What's, what's theirs and what's yours to take on. And yeah. gee, that's, a, that's such a hard, it's, it takes work and anyone who's um, willing to go through that, um, you know, is afforded that, that, that choice, but it doesn't come easy. And um, no. I, I really believe that, um, you know, you, Jira is another great example of, of that um, through this you know, couple of stories you just shared. Um, this is, these are the kind of qualities of, of, of leaders that we need um, to see, to see more of. Um, and I'm just so grateful for you, just sharing some of those experiences of yours and what you've learned through that and how that translates for you in a real, in the way in which you've shared it. Um, it's again, it's from experience. And I think that's where the real integrity and, and authority comes from. Uh, it's not the authority that you have when you're telling your, you know, yeah, yeah. Brothers, brothers or sisters what yeah. to do, but it's authority that comes from lived experience um, and, and, and humility, but also that confidence Something else I just want to tap into quickly, um, something you said a little while back, which is people fear confidence. Yeah. You said that before, and it's such a powerful, such a powerful um, state to, to, to be confident, but to be confident in a way that's grounded with integrity uh, and, and a generous confidence Yeah, as opposed to an arrogant, you know, power kind of yeah. hungry yeah. confidence. And, oh, man, I just don't think we see enough of that in the world, and I'm just really grateful for you um, for sharing some of that well hard-earned and um and and really integral confidence in in what you bring to to everything that you do thank you but yeah it, it just just quickly to, to, to answer that um you know the 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 confidence i think like i said it, it was from that you know genuineness in who you are um but i, I really feel like it's because not it's not necessarily that they're feeling fearing that person it's they're fearing themselves you know and and, and fearing um you know that 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 i don't know there's always this kind of like thing that people have is like you know there's this comparison like i said it's like you know we what what, what we measure um it, you know as important and what we measure you know our, how we measure our values and how we measure 
you know, everything, you know, it just comes back to that kind of, like you said, that self-awareness. And so a lot of it, I think what happens is when you, when someone is that way, um, you know, it's not necessarily done in a threatful, you know, a way that's, you know, a threat. It's just done in a way that they feel threatened because, you know, they, they haven't yet got to that place. So it's, it's, un, it's uncertain territory for them. They don't know how to be or what that means. You know, we, we're, we're taught to, and I just want to kind of, um, I, I wanted to share this earlier. I was like, like I said, I got to travel overseas and stuff. Like I've realized too that, um, not that I want to pigeonhole Australian culture, but, you know, for the most part, you're not really given, you're not really allowed, you know, you're not giving, giving permission to be yourself here. Like, I feel like, you know, if traveling overseas, um, you know, we, I was traveling in the United States and I'm talking about what I'm doing and, 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 and you know, like everyone was, was a supporter. Everyone was genuine about like, you know, like hearing your story and, and, and kind of like listening and, and um, you know, you're, you're allowed to talk about yourself there. You're allowed to talk about yourself in a context where it, it's, you've got to have that kind of that, that backing, um, obviously not, not, not cockiness, but, um, but, you know, if someone wins in a community there, everyone else from that community feels like they won, you know, um, and everyone's like, you know, not, not, not everyone, that's generalisation, but, you know, like for the most part, every, you know, a lot of people are on board with you, you know, but during that same that same um, process here in Australia, you know, it's that, that tall poppy syndrome, which I thought was a problem in Aboriginal community, it's actually Australia-wide, Australia mm-hmm. is that if you talk about yourself, it's why do you get to do that and how, how are you, yeah. um, you know, able to do that? And, and it's always that kind of like, you've got to nitpick at everything, you know, and, and, and just not, not, not allowing people just to be who they are without you feeling offended from someone just being who they are and having, you know, just talking about what they're doing. You know, so that was really interesting for me. That was a big eye-opener for me is that, you know, um, uh, a lot of what I do too, I want to make sure that, you know, people can be in their spaces where, you know, a year ago I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been on here talking about myself because of that reason. But since travelling, I'm like, no, I, I, I'm, like I said, this is my experience, there's no right or wrong, and, you know, leave it out on the table, people take from it what they want to take and whatever alliance. But at the same time too, I'm not going to shy away from, um, having conversations or or you know, opportunities for fear of what people are going to say and and how they're going to perceive it because that's their problem. So yeah, yeah I'm so glad you've um you I'm so glad we're having this conversation now not not a year ago yeah. um because it's so valuable and you do through what you've experienced and through what you do you you, you give permission and I think it's you know it's a big um it, it's tall poppy syndrome is is such a such an endemic problem Mm -hmm. uh well it's you know it's it is what it is but it's really as you say it's really highlighted when you travel to different countries or you you know communicate with people um, from from different cultures i didn't realize it was um uh you know as uh embedded in aboriginal culture uh as well that reluctance to sort of talk yourself up and um and uh yeah that's that's really really interesting um to to learn You, you talk a lot about or you mentioned this a few times and it's kind of stuck with me each time you said said it um is that you know creating space for people to be themselves yeah um, is is so is so powerful and and what comes with that too is is celebrating um you're celebrating yourself and you know talk about that being having confidence to do that celebrating yourself and celebrating others and uh yeah such such a powerful because we need that as we're going through this this process of untangling and kind of figuring out you know who we are and 
yeah, and, and what that integrity you know um, means for, for for us as individuals, regardless of your, um, of, of the context uh, in which you sort of grow up. So um, yeah, truly really powerful stuff. I think also too, like our you know like our sporting culture and and, and way of thinking too. Like you, there's always got to be a loser and a winner. Um, you know, mm. but not, not understanding that we're all winners because we're all participating. You know, whether we whether we watch the game, whether we're participating in the game, whether we lost the grand final, like everyone's a winner. So there's this kind of like elusive thing that we have to get to, like like I said, the us and them thing. And and it's it's not. We're all winners because we get to participate together in that. And I, and I think that plays a really big role in in kind of Australian culture as well. And I don't think people realise that how, how much that influences um, who they are as people. Could not agree more. And the education system in which, you know, um, you know, so many of us kind of grew up in is very, you know, very much predicated on, you know, standardised, you know, testing and measuring people against a, a, a mean or, a, yeah. you know, or, or, or an average or against each other. And, and um, it's so demoralizing to you know to our to our sense of unique identity and yeah. um you know and if you and if you don't fit in you know from from what the perceived norm is mm. it just makes it that much that much harder and it's an absolute tragedy that people um you know it's not until you know their 30s or later on in life that they start to go hang on this is not this is not this is not who i am and yeah. and and who i've come to know myself as uh, as a result of all of this kind of conditioning is that's not that's not me it's not mm-hmm. and that's and it's actually not fair um that that is um you know kind of who uh, you know some of those influences that have created our, the, the identity that we know ourselves of um is uh yeah it's 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 an absolute tragedy so i'm just really really grateful um for for, for you and the work that you do in 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 being a role model i'm probably i'm sure you probably don't you know sort of um set out to do that but through the work you do being being a role model and also just helping everyone everyone else who comes into contact with your work and and the and the philosophy um, behind your work and uh it, i really feel like it does help other people to or gives them the permission to explore take the time to listen to connect um to explore some of what that truth is for them and, 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 and how that relates to their culture and, 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 and their, their community. Yeah. And, and then that, that's very important too. You know, like I know I spoke a lot about, you know, like Aboriginal um, ways of being, but, you know, it's not the only way, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a reason why a lot of us, uh, you know, uh, you know, the human population has, has, you know, sets of protocols and, 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 you know, values, systems and, and, and ways of being is that, you know, there is no, um, um, there's kind of like there's, there's our own truths, but there's, there's universal truths. And, and, you know, like, like obviously, you know, uh, I'm not going to get into, uh, you know, the bad side of, of, of the human condition, but we, we know kind of intrinsically, you know, what, what's, what's right and wrong. Um, but all those other things like our culture and religions and, 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 and the way that we identify, you know, ourselves is, is, is um, they just kind of set, like, they're just the lenses that we see ourselves through. Um, but, but, you know, like, it's really just about respecting um, that, you know, even within our own, like I said before, our own families, we're not all going to see the world the same. And it's just ex- respecting everyone's experience, um, and, and 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 being confident in yourself to know that well, someone else can have that, and I don't have to take that on. That's their thing, and and I respect them regardless. 
you know. So, but I just I, I, one one thing I wanted to mention that I didn't earlier as well is that um, you know like I another big driver into what I do is um, obviously you know kind of that like I said before that when I saw myself um, you know at 150 kilos like I said it wasn't necessarily about how I looked it was about how I got to that place and so a lot of that was to do with kind of you know. The, the, the mental health, you know. So um, I lost a sister um, last year to suicide um, and, you know, like I was aware that, you know, she came to me and um, she needed, you know, some help. She was saying, you know, look, I'm kind of in a, in a dark place and I don't want to be in that in, in that space. And, you know, we had a lot of conversations around that and um, I was overseas when it happened, you know, and, and there's that kind of thing of like, you know, I wish I, I, I could have done more. Um, for her, but you know, I, I remember being overseas and, and being in the hotel, and I, I kind of cried out to her, um, you know, and, and said why. And clear as day, I, I heard this kind of—I don't know—it was like otherworldly kind of like voice to say to me, uh, "This is not about you," you know. So in 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 that process, like I'd never been in that process grieving someone so close. Um, I kept hearing that, you know, like like my sister had a life and just, you know, like just because she was young, um, it doesn't mean she didn't have a full life. You know, she, she, she had two kids and, uh, you know, her legacy doesn't fit the ideal, um, you know, uh, you know, storyline that, that you meant to, you know, grow up and you meant to, um, you know, you meant to, uh, achieve and you meant to do all these things, you know, in a Western context. But, you know, when, when I remove all those kind of layers, you know, I look at it and, and I'm like, no, like I was grateful to, have had her love and, and 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 be able to give that love to her and you know her legacy is her children and we're going to love them and and, and you know it, it's that whole concept around time before you know as well is that you know some of us are here for a long time some of us are a short time we can plan all we want um it doesn't mean life's going to go that way you know i always envision growing older with all my siblings and that just you know that it's not going to come to fruition but you know i, I try not to um I try not to let that affect me so much because you know I, I feel like that's not my place uh, to, to question that. You know that's between her and the maker, her maker, and, and the universe. Um, you know, um, so yeah. It, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is just, is just that you know a lot of what I do is guided by um, just being kind to people, and, and and you know you never know what kind of battles people are going through. You know, like I, I, I've had you know mental health problems myself, like I said, with depression and anxiety and stuff, and. And, you know, like any of the experiences that I'd gone through, I could have been at a point where um, that was it, that was the last straw for me, you know. So uh, I guess my final message is, is just to say that, you know, um, all the preconceived ideas that we have about people and the way people should be and who they are and, you know, their culture is this and, you know, whether they're Muslim or gay or whatever, is that we really, really um, have to take accountability for how we react and respond and, but how kind of centred we are. Because then, you know, there's a saying that you heal yourself, you heal the collective. Um, and I just think that 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 kind of is understated and, and, and not focused on enough. Uh, and that that space, like I said, holding that space is, is not giving to people. Um, you know, so just, yeah, that, that's my, my kind of like final message about that, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I'm sorry um, for, the, for the loss of your sister. Um, and um, 
you know, that uh, that message that it's not about you is such a powerful one. And, uh, and it's an opportunity for us to hopefully connect more when we don't make it about ourselves to acknowledge, obviously, you know, how we're feeling, the impact of that, but to do what we can um, for others is such a such an incredible lesson to come out of such a, um, a tragic experience. So, yeah, thank uh, you for sharing it, that. That experience taught me a lot about myself and, and just a, a lot of the way that I look at the world, but also, you know, how short life is and, and um, you know, how much we, we sweat the small stuff and that it's mostly small stuff, you know, like, it really is, and and so it's just like I said, that's part of that untangling, you know, and that that's part of the her love that I got from my sister, and that, and that kind of like that's it, it was a tragedy, but also it was a gift, you know, and and that's what I take away from it, anyways. Oh wow, that's so powerful! I would love to continue this conversation for hours and hours. Um, it's a gift that you have, which is just to provide and you know you, you put it into words which is you know giving good energy um it's very much uh my experience even if it's over zoom but mm. you know your va- the values of your of your business are respect and listening sharing and connection um thank you for bringing that experience to this conversation and, and in everything that you do uh how can people connect more with um aboriginal businesses and how can we incorporate more of, um, uh, how can we support uh, Aboriginal-owned businesses like yours? Yeah, um, it, it's just getting to know Aboriginal people first and foremost. Um, you know, like I said, there's, you know, many different communities across the, the nation. You know, I can only speak from my experience. Um, it's just, you know, wherever you are listening to this, you know, it, it's it's um, connecting to, you know, country first where you are, getting to understand who the local traditional owners are, learning to understand who, um, you know, there's this kind of big influx of Aboriginal businesses happening now. And I think I think Indigenous women are one of the high, fastest growing um, kind of uh, demographic for um, businesses in, in Australia. Um, and, so, and especially now during Corona. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it really is just about, you taking kind of just a just a leap of faith and, and, and just an, you know extending an arm, uh, a helping hand, and just saying, um, you know, let's have a conversation. It starts with a conversation, and then, like anything, if it if it aligns and you feel like you know there's value there, um, but you know, it's, and it's not it's not about giving a handout. Like let's be clear about that. It's it's about just saying, hey, I see you, and and and. Um, you know, I, I've I've got an opportunity uh, and a platform that can help you, um, and it's just giving that platform to people and then allowing them to 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 grow in that space and 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 take what they want from it. You know, um, that that for me, that's been the biggest kind of like blessing is that you know I'm lucky that I've never had any kind of like any of that ego of of, of you know non-Aboriginal businesses saying, hey, I've given you this platform and you know you got to be grateful for it. It's 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 been an equal kind of learning collaboration thing you know so i've learned from them just as much as they've learned from me and so it's it's much more than just a mutual exchange of an invoice and an artwork you know there's like i said there's that whole energy so it really comes back to just the energy you give out and, and what you're willing and, and what you're open to, to to receiving back um but just yeah just just getting to know where you are on country who the local traditional owners are what businesses there are, and just doing your own kind of research. And don't be afraid to ask the silly questions because 
hey, if you do, you'll get put back in your place and then you'll know. You only know for experience. So, yeah. That's wonderful, wonderful advice. And thank you for um, for sharing that. Uh, as we wrap up, I did, you know, we had a conversation before this conversation and we, you know, started off saying, well, let's just kind of have a chat and have a yarn and, and see, see where it goes. And I just want to acknowledge you and thank you so much um, for bringing such, um, yeah, such integrity um, with your experience and, and sharing that with, with, with me and with everyone who's listening. Um, oh, I, I just feel really, really grateful to, um, to, to have learned so much from you in, in, in this conversation. And um, yeah, I really appreciate uh, you having the courage to share what it is that you've gone through um, in order to be in a place where you can, uh, where you can step into that confidence, create space and shine a light for others to, to, to do the same um, in your footsteps. So the last question I have is related to the, um, to the topic of this particular podcast. It's called a satisfied mind. So I was wondering um, what does a, a satisfied mind mean for you? For me? Ooh, um, it might be kind of generic, uh, generic answer, but it really is a kind of like, um, um, I don't know, internal kind of happiness and gratitude, you know, like same, you know, I get all that subjective as well, but it really just goes back to, you know, understanding yourself and what makes you kind of come alive and what makes you happy. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I used to kind of hold my kind of, I, I used to measure those things through a Western context or the context of education or, you know, that I'm meant to achieve this by a certain time in my life or, you know, if I don't have a car or if I don't have a house, I, I used to feel like, well, I'm not achieving anything. Um, but like I said, it's just that kind of untangling um, and just, get, you know, if I died right now, I would die a happy person. Um because I've gotten to a point in my life um, where uh, I've gotten to know who I am. Um, and, you know, I'm, st I'm still learning, of course, but for the most part, you know, I understand what makes me tick and, and, and um, yeah, you know, other satisfaction is just that connection, you know, connection to, to myself first and foremost and connection to my family and connection to country um, because with that, that forms context for everything else, you know. So that is a satisfied mind to me. That's awesome, mate. Is there anything? Is there anything we missed that you wanted to wanted to add? Um, I don't think so. There's only one thing that I wanted to wanted to say about, um, you know, like I was saying about Aboriginal Aboriginal businesses. Um, is that you know that it's not always just about. Um, a cultural context. So there's a lot of Aboriginal, Aboriginal businesses out there that 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 you know are, are cooks and 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 are cooking Western food, and there are Aboriginal businesses that are uh, entrepreneurs that are you know making merchandise. And you know it's not always about a cultural context. Like you know we don't want to be pigeonholed as as well. We're only going to gauge them because they offer something that has to do with Aboriginal Aboriginal culture. Um, you know, it's about supporting Aboriginal community because the way that we work, you know, there's there's two degrees. Uh, of separation within our community, someone knows someone, and 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 so the ripple effects are a lot more kind of like prevalent uh, and obvious in our communities. Um, so, you know, you 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 empower one community, you know, one town in in a small community, and then that, that ripple effects out much more so than just in, in the average, you know, in the general population. So, um, 
you know, I, I just want people to understand that when you're dealing with Aboriginal people, you don't always have to feel like it's coming from the Aboriginal cultural context. It can just be through the human context. What a pleasure it was to share that conversation with Dixon. And there is so much more to share. We, we've since been talking about picking up this conversation again, uh, which I would love to do. And we, we, we're looking at doing that in the uh, early new year. There is so much more to acknowledge, so much more to learn, so much more to share and, and to understand. So um, stay tuned for that. There'll be plenty more content and important conversations coming from Dixon in the future too. So keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, check out his website. Uh, the link to that is in the show notes. And uh, you can have a look at some of the incredible art that he creates um, on his website. If you have any feedback on this episode, I'd love to hear it. You can find me at mikey.ellis on Instagram or via my website, which is mikeyellis.com. If you'd like to connect with Dixon directly, you can do that via his website. It's bayilla, B A Y. Ila.com.au or his Instagram, which is Green Eyed Turtle. Both links are in the show notes, so you can click to those directly from the show notes. Please share this episode with somebody you know who would appreciate it. There is so much wisdom to learn from this, and and rating this podcast will help other people to see it too. And I don't ask this of you for vanity, uh, vanity, vanity metrics. I simply want conversations like this to be heard by as many people as possible so please spread the word and share the love as always thank you for listening i can't tell you how much i appreciate that and i appreciate you until next time take care lots of love chat soon